we are activating your unique self-discovery one show at a time. The Orchard of Wisdom Self-Discovery Podcast are at your fingertips, just waiting to inspire and invite you in discovering just how awesome you really are and how to navigate through life in joy, enrichment, personal abundance, in mind, body, spirit, heart and soul. All the people we bring you are here to serve you on your journey of life. Do enjoy our next show. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome back to another edition of Raising Our Gifted Children right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my wonderful four-time repeat guest, Heather Dugan. And the reason why is because she's always got so much wonderful information to share with us. I invite you just to go to the site, selfdiscoverymedia.com, and search engine, put in Heather Dugan, D-U-G-A-N, and you will see all of the shows that she's done with me. We've done shows on surviving the holidays when you're alone. We've done shows with Beverly Copan on life, and we've done shows on the friendship upgrade. And of course, this is our fourth show, but every single show gives you nuggets that are going to help you on your life. So today we're going to be talking about that thing that mm, mm. it happens, it happens. I'm, you know, I'm a victim of that too. Not my parents divorced, my dad died. Otherwise they would have, but I did divorce my, my children's uh, father. And it's all a question of how we do it. If a marriage isn't yes. working, then it is time to either get the counseling or call it quits. But it's how you call it quits and how you involve the children. It's going to scar them for life or it's going to empower them. And it's really a question up to us. So, you know, she says that children can move forward when parents are good role models for their kids. This can turn what it could be a devastating experience into an opportunity for growth and fulfilling their future. If you use your strength of honesty with your teenagers or younger kids, be honest with them about the situation. It helps normalize what is happening, encourages them to be honest with you and provide plenty of opportunities to express themselves and talk. So Heather, as a resilient single mom of three, um, her devastating isolation from multiple family uh, deaths and lengthy divorce sparked her personal quest to solve her own loneliness. And she is the founder of Cabernet Coaches, uh, Social Access and Self-Betterment for Women. And um, ah, it's a difficult one, divorce, isn't it? Because I stayed in my marriage too long because I thought I was doing it for the kids. It was my kids that came divorce. divorce. Yes. You, we can't hide the, the, the little ruptures that are there. I think, you know, I am one. I watched my parents stay together for the yeah. kids. And, uh, you know, there were a lot of things that were lost. And one of the things that was gained, though, unfortunately, was a very low bar. Yeah. On what constituted a healthy relationship. Oh, yeah. My parents were wonderful. You know, they were good people, but it just didn't, it was not working. No. And I think for myself, ultimately, um, also having gone through a divorce, uh, you know, I think you have to get to a place where you're like, am I able to show, are we able to show mm -hmm. our kids the kind of relationships they should be aspiring to? And, to? and are both of us allowed to be the kind of people that we aspire to be? You know, if one party is kind of squashing the other down yeah. and diminishing their capacity to be their full self, you know, yes, we make sacrifices in a relationship, but if it is becoming very obviously uh, costly to the detriment, yes, right, yes, and if, and certainly if there's antagonism in there, yes, that's a nasty subcurrent, and and you can't 
you know, it's there. I mean, you may think you're hiding it behind closed doors, but that doesn't, that that's not something that can be hidden. And, and you know, it, let's not be fooled. Our kids are way brighter than we think they are. Oh, yes, they are. You know, are. they know what's going on. They don't like what's going on. They don't like what's affecting it. And it's like, if parents, if you can't get your shoot together, it's time to part, you know, which is yeah, well, kind of what it, came it, about from It's mine. so hard. And uh-huh. it's like, and it throws the whole family into this tumult, mm. um, you know, varying degrees of it, depending on the uh, maturity of the two adults that are involved in this and the complexity of it all. But um, yeah, it's hard because, you know, a lot of times you're in this bad, maybe a bad relationship, bad marriage, but you know what that is. And that big, ugly cloud over here, you're not sure what you're going to be walking into. And I think that's why it's important to really, if you think that's you to, to, to put in the preparation time Mm -hmm. so that you can do it well, instead of reacting and being emotional because emotions are, yeah. yeah, they're going to be there, mm-hmm. but the more you're able to direct yourself to a better place outside your children's view, it, much better experience for their, for their growth and their, and the, the human beings that they'll grow to be. Yeah. The thing is, if you've got to that stage, neither one of you are representing who you really are. Yeah. Right. And the, if you're role models for your children, then will you're rep- representing a falsehood. Uh, they can't aspire to that mm-hmm. dysfunction. This is why we see dysfunction constantly, you know, being Repeating. recycled. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. it's a rinse and repeat item. Exactly, right? it is. And so, you know, when it came to mine, you know, I knew that that was it. I mean, basically the kids gave me the permission and I said, I'm waiting for my youngest to, to grow up. She said, forget that, we'll manage mom. This can't go on. Right. And it was through that permission. I'm going to talk with the kids that I asked for the divorce and um there wasn't a positive reaction to it and he stayed in the house for two years and I during that time took many courses in discovering who I was and Mm -hmm. you know allowing him to spread his wings and eventually at the two-year mark I said you know we're not getting back together you know it is time for you to move on and we could do it peacefully because for me it was let him although I asked for the divorce let him feel um it's his choice, right? Allowing both parties yeah. to feel and yeah. to feel digni- dignity, yeah. you know, and to yeah. show respect. Mm-hmm. And and that is, of course, important for these children, too, yes. because, you know, that is he still represents a large part of who they are. And while you may disagree and know things that they'll never know because you shouldn't mm-hmm. share, um, they see the things that they want to have in themselves as part of themselves. Yeah. So any bad words about them, that's, you know, about the husband or the wife, whoever the partner is, that's an indirect bad reflection on the kids. We forget that. You -hmm. know, and and the kids see everything and they know exactly. I mean, it wasn't just divorce because we were fighting. It was that demeaning. It was that degrading. It was that Mm -hmm. um, diminishing of me. And it's like, right. you positively hate me. Why are we in this marriage? And right. that is reflected in everything you say and do to me. And these kids are having to see that. And I don't want that to be right. a norm in their life. And uh, you know, when, when your own son is, becomes the mediator, you know things have to oh, change. Right? Totally out of whack with yes. that. You're right. That's yeah. out of whack. And I think, you know, when you, if you have a partner that is... Um, 
that that is that you have to bring this up with i you know of course see a therapist to get all the right words that you might possibly have need to have in your arsenal but but you know if uh, the more you're able to present it as creating the opportunity for them to have the kind of relationship they deserve yes you know give it to them instead of pulling something to yourself. Yes. Yes. It's better for you. But a lot of times in those situations where you're with somebody that is against a divorce, you almost have to turn it to allow them to see the opportunity in it for themselves. Exactly. Right. Right. I mean, in our Um, case, he stayed in the house for two years. We we would still go out mm -hmm. as a family. We went away on holiday as a family, but Mm -hmm. he and I were separate. And, uh, And the kids knew this was all coming. And, mm-hmm. uh, but it was kind of a transition. It allowed me to grow yeah. and it allowed the kids to see me be more empowered, even under the roof, but not being together. And right. when he did leave, um, you know, it, it changed things quite considerably. And for the first, you know, five years from the time I asked for the divorce, we would go to functions together and people say, but you aren't together. How come you're here? Well, mm-hmm. we don't have to be enemies. Right. Uh, when somebody came into my life, that changed because I wasn't allowed mm-hmm. anybody in my life. It was okay when I still didn't have anyone. But when mm-hmm. it, um, but we did walk our daughter down the aisle together, and we, mm-hmm. you know, we have a grandson, and we do see each other now and again. And it's just, um, he's the father of my children. For me, you have wonderful children, and that's one, what. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's the, the gift. One, that's the and gift that's that what they, they gave need you. to know. Yes. That's yeah. what they need to know. And I think, you know, depending on the ages of the children, the whole approach is going to be so different exactly. with, you know, with younger children, if you're, if you're bringing the concept of mom and dad, eventually living separately to them, you know, it's, I think, well, and actually it's with any kid, I think, honestly, it's uh, almost like you would approach sex ed, you know, you mm-hmm. tell them what they, that you start small. What yeah. do they want See, to know? What little, do they need to know? Little seedings, yes. Yeah, because yeah, if you throw blue. everything all in the yeah. same breath, Too much. you're going to bring in things they haven't begun to think about, and it just yeah. gives them more fodder to worry about. So, yeah. you know, the more that you're able to explain a change in terms of how that's really going to look in their life, what will stay the same in their life? You know, you'll, you'll still have this bed, you will be doing, you know, you will be doing these activities with these friends. And, and then, you know, you can't, you know, obviously throw smoke over the whole thing, but, but again, trying to allow them to see that there may be some good opportunities in it, even as it's not what was planned or what is wanted necessarily, but there'll be some opportunities for some new things. Um, you know, my prayer was always that my kids would grow new strengths. Yes. And it's always been my, you know, I had things happen that I didn't, that were very horrible in my life at times. And, um, but I can look back now and see that that was exactly what was the catalyst for growing strengths that I really am very grateful for today. And I'm a different person. Your children will be grow to be different people after a divorce, but they can grow up to be very, very productive, happy adults. Yeah. Um, They're going to be learning off of watching you. And, you know, I think it's good to be honest with them. Look, I don't Mm -hmm. know who I am now. I'm in Mm self-discovery. You know, this is an end of a marriage where I became someone Uh else. And it depends on the age. You know, I think if they're teenagers, you can be open and honest with them. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was like, I'm in self-discovery of who I am now and my place in the world without him, because I can never go back to who I was before him. Right. And what I became with him is not the person Mm -hmm. I want to be. So I'm in discovery of who I am now. I'm going to make mistakes. 
you know i'm you yeah. know i'm like you out in the world in discovery but we can talk mm-hmm. about this and you know there's going to be things you're not going to tell me until i've older and can take mm-hmm. it and vice versa you know right <laughs> but no, it's sure you know honesty up to the age they can take it right Yes. Oh, I think so. And I think, you know, just, you know, I, I, admitting your own mistakes yes. is indeed so important because that allows them to feel that they can as well. And we yeah. all need to have the freedom. Otherwise we're not trying new things. Right. And, and looking at it is, you know, I remember going through and thinking, okay, what traditions do we have that are important to us that we want to keep as part of our life, mm. either on, you know, regular basis or an annual basis, whatever it is, if it's holiday based or just the way we do our weekends. And then also, you know, getting creative together. What will we, what do we want to do and getting new ideas into the equation? You know, the kids may find that it's a time that some of their, their ideas that might've been too wild to suggest when there were two parents there have a little more ballast or or a little less ballast hanging them down rather when, when it's just, you know, the smaller group with uh, a mother that's open to discovering new things, maybe. But, I think um, the other thing too is is you know something to watch out for, um, you know each parent trying to be the favorite of the kids, oh, yeah. and then the kid becomes very manipulative. Well, dad gives me this, well, mum does that, and there and there's that one up and shit, and just don't go down that road. It is so detrimental the, yeah. to your child. The more that you are able to still co-parent, and mm. I think that's important. That is something. It's critical. And a lot of parents fail here. They may even think they aren't, but they are kind of under the surface, still trying to do exactly what you're saying. But Mm. the kids need to know that they've still got accountability from both sides. Mm -hmm. And the more you're able to, when your child has an issue with the other parent to say, you know, he may be approaching this this way because he's concerned about this or he has uh you know this going on in his life right now what if what are some words you could use that would allow you to share your feelings here and then kind of help them you know help equip them to go back and solve that with the other parents so that you don't have to jump in the middle they have to have a very separate relationship with that yes. parent yes. and the more you're able to help them get confident in forging that themselves the better. And hopefully the other parent will do the same for your children with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, if you're at a place where you're able to talk with the other parent about this, it's it's good to kind of maybe share, you know, I found this to be helpful when, you know, this child is concerned about, you know, you don't want to obviously share information that's been shared with you right. um, confidentially, but 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 explain how you're trying to to encourage them to have these hard conversations and that you know, you hope that they're doing the same too. Yeah. I mean, my kids were teenagers and I know that mm-hmm. you know, my oldest was maybe 20, yeah, yeah, 19, 20 at that point, my son's 17, 18. And, you know, I know that she picked relationships afterwards that were uh, based a lot on what she saw growing up. Oh yeah. And it's very it, typical, isn't it? And yeah. it took her a while to kind of realize, you know, my darling, oh, yeah. you're repeating That's that pattern. Are doing. you aware? You know, mm-hmm. he may not be doing exactly what your dad did to me, but just look at how he's treating you that this mm-hmm. could be parallel. Are you aware of that? And sometimes they're yeah. not because we don't realize we repeat patterns. We think it's totally different. Mm-hmm. Uh, it may be a totally ethnic background. It may be a totally different religion, a totally different person. Right. But the patterns are the same. 
and, and you know, we don't realize we're repeating them. I liken it to when you make a wrong turn and then it becomes familiar to you. Say you're on a vacation, mm-hmm. you turn the wrong way to get to the one restaurant and then you do it again because you remember right. that's the turn. And, and it can take a lot to, to not just immediately swing into something because mm-hmm. it's familiar. Um, and so, you know, if she recognizes something that feels like childhood, you know, that's normal. Yes. But we have to begin to define what normal really what right. normal can be. It isn't always what we grew up with. Um, yeah. You know, our you you have to define your own how you want your life to be going up and and being honest yourself, like we've talked about, saying you know I'm sad about this. I wish that it had gone differently. I wish that your dad and I were able to mm-hmm. um, have conversations that allowed us to work through this. But then that allows them to do it better. But it's also for for me. It was like, look, y- your dad and I can mm-hmm. no longer go on together. Mm-hmm. We're hurting each other. Um, you know, I had to realize I didn't have any self-value or self-esteem and kind of handing him the boots. He mm-hmm. had to realize he was putting on those boots, proverbially kicking me. So right. it's when I got stronger, he, as by his own admission, lost control over me. Right. Yeah. So uh, it was good for the kids to see me get stronger, but it wasn't necessarily him getting weaker, but it was the accountability. Well, it was I, becoming an equal partner and, right. and a similar situation for myself. Um, I, I, when I looked at the woman that I was then, I did not want my kids. I didn't want my sons to look for that kind of a partner. Yeah. I didn't want my daughter to grow up with the fear and the weakness that I was mm. showing, mm. not realizing it. No, but no, you, you know, think you're was, being strong. <laughs> but they see everything. I was surviving <laughs> yes. the, 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 the yeah. where we were. And, yeah. you know, we need to we need to have, com- you know, we're adult women yes. um, and confidence is, is a good thing. It doesn't mean that we have to throw our will atop of everybody else's, but it means that you are an equal partner in a situation. And you can stand firm on yourself and your own choices and not get pushed choices around. Choices are big. Very Making big. your own choices are good. Um, and of course, within a family, there are compromises, but yes. just knowing where it's too far mm. and allowing your kids to see, you know, you speak up and handle the the best thing you could model to your children is if you can have a disagreement and discuss it and move through it. You know, yes. that's ideal when you can do that. Um, and, but if and, you and could is, do that, with your kids, you can. But if you could yeah. do that with your spouse, you wouldn't be in the position you're in. Right? But you know, you yeah. But you may need to redo that kind of learning with your kids after Definitely. coming out of a marriage like that, because um, they have. You know, I remember at one point one of my children saying something about arguing being about winning, and I said, "Oh, I remember yeah. thinking, my goodness, he really has seen the wrong thing." Right. Right. Yeah. Yes. And, 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 you know, for a while there, my son who hated what my ex did to me, but started doing it himself. Oh dear. And I said, I love you to death, but I'm not going to tolerate Mm -hmm. this. I've just had 20 years of it. You're not going to go and live with your dad for a while. Mm. And he tries this on you. I know you're not going to take it and vice versa. Right. Develop a relationship with your dad on your own. Mm-hmm. But you know what's wrong. You know what's right. And and they did. They lived together for a couple of years. And it was a, a really good. It was a good thing for him, for him to grow mm-hmm. within himself and see okay. his dad out of my light. 
see him mm-hmm. in a different light. And he has actually yeah. today the best, resp- uh, you know, uh, relationship with his dad, other mm-hmm. than the, the, with the girls. But it, I've said to the, I said to the kids, look, my relationship is over. Your relationship with your father is your relationship. Mm-hmm. How you interact, where you go from here. If there's any issues, you come to me. But mm-hmm. it's your relationship from here on. Right. It's defined by the two of you. Right. And and as you were speaking there, Sarah, it was reminding me of another really important point. Um, you know, because of age differences, personality types, genders, all kinds of factors, it's going to hit our kids in, in different ways yes. at different times to different degrees. And so, you know, I think sometimes when you're in the midst of it, and if it's tumultuous in an, yeah. in a long term, mine took three years, um, you can begin to, you can almost, because you want to believe it, think that the quiet kid is doing okay. Right. And that isn't necessarily no. the case. I think it's really important within that time frame. Um, and really, I I loved before and after, but it's, you know, getting one-on-one time with mm. each kid. And it can be more challenging yeah. when you're splitting custody and you have, but you have to create those opportunities, even if it's just to run to the grocery together or something or yeah. the garden in the backyard together, but to create space where, you know, your pro- if those proximate space opportunities, then they can, can you can, conversations can develop, the, yeah. the things can come out. But if you don't create those spaces, it won't happen when all of you are sitting around the dinner table or whatever. And hopefully you're all sitting around the dinner table. That doesn't always happen either. Yeah, exactly, to. exactly. But um, group dynamics are very different than, yeah. And, yeah. and people get lost. And, you know, and again, I think it's, you know, what, what happened for me in many ways is that mm-hmm. my kids became my strength. And even today, mm-hmm. you know, they're all in their thirties now. Um, one's turning forty. How did that happen? Uh, oh and it's a, uh, you know, they they know which journey my life took, which led me mm-hmm. to doing what I'm doing to now, but not financially secure. And so they mm-hmm. always worry about me, and they worry about my health, and they worry about my well-being. And it's the roles changed. And I said, I love mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, the, the worrying's on that side. Mm-hmm. I hope I wasn't this big a worry water over you as you are over <laughs> me. <laughs> right. Because sometimes I, like, it's like, ah. <laughs> right. And you know what? I, I, I think sometimes you almost have to say, you know, I'm an adult woman. I can yes. handle this, you know, because, yeah. and bless their hearts for being yes. protective and, and, oh, yeah. and caring. It's a lot I of mean, love. Family love is amazing. Um, my kids are my favorite people, and I'm sure you yeah. say the same thing. Yes. They're the, they're just the best. But yeah, they you know you want them to feel free to develop their lives. Yeah. In whatever way, that's one of the big things I think I remember sharing with them and being grateful for when I saw it happening in them. But that they were able to make choices, not worrying about what a parent thought or yes. what somebody they could make their own and people that have done that all their lives take it for granted. Yep. But for those of us that maybe didn't have that opportunity early on, it's, it's difficult to learn. Yes. This wheel is mine. I get to turn it. Um, yeah. And so, you know, and that, again, that comes down to all the way through letting them, they make those choices, you know, giving them opportunities to make choices. And then they make these bigger life choices and you stand there and go, Oh my gosh, I can't believe you're not going to be down in this <laughs> yeah, <I know>. town <laughs> anymore and you're going to be doing that, but, but be well, do yeah. it. You've got it. You know? And also is that it, it's okay to fall. It's okay mm. to make a wrong choice. It's okay yes. to go and do something stupid. Right. And right. it's like, I may call you out on it, 
but I'll still mm. be there loving. Never to have love and discipline. I, I won't love you because of. No, oh, that, yeah. that love must always be there. You can still discipline or you can still call them out on a choice, but you can still help them pick them back up. Because of, we yeah. make cho- we make mistakes right to the oh, yeah. day we die, right? And we don't want persecution. You know, we want no. them to, okay, what did you learn from it? Right. And, and, you know, if we want to foster creativity, there are yeah. mistakes in creativity. Yes. I, one of the, one of my good mom moments, I've got to say with my youngest, I said, you saw where your brother messed up. You saw mm-hmm. the mistakes your sister made. All I ask is that you make original mistakes. So, you know, he was number three. From, he was number three. Yeah, and it's and so, same with my third. She said, I yeah. watched them and I took a yeah. different path. <laughs> so I, and I will make mistakes too, but they, yeah. you know, I've learned from theirs and yes. I'm going to learn from mine, but yeah, you have to, my goodness, the, the child that will not risk is the yeah. one that's afraid of making a mistake. Right. And we don't want to raise our kids to be like that. And you don't want them to, to come out of a, a, a you know, a, a fractured family situation right. and feel yeah. fearful about risking a romantic relationship right. themselves. So and the you more know, you can show your recovery and your yes. acceptance, your openness, you know, this is not how I thought life would go, Yeah, but I'm and it hurt. It still yeah. hurts sometimes, but I'm doing, I'm, I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for that. I've learned this and I'm going to try this. And the more that you're able to still embrace your life, that gives them the freedom to to go and do their own thing, right, you know, exactly. and, to, and to find love themselves. Yes. Um, you know, and it's when you do see that pattern, just to say, you know, here's another lens to see through. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I can have these wonderful, open, deep conversations with my children. I've always been blessed, but I've always harvested that anyway. You know, that mm-hmm. was always something that was there. And, you know, really, quite honestly, some people say, yeah, but I don't know, should I do it when, I, when they're younger? Should I just, you know, stay because they're young? Or should I do it when they're older, but they're teenagers and they're going through so much as it is? Maybe I should wait until they're in university. And it's like, you've got to remember, if they're not coming home to the homestead or if the homestead is dysfunctional, Mm-hmm. That is the, uh, the the level they're going to operate on and everything else that they pursue in life. So You're setting the bar. You're setting the yeah. bar. So yeah, there is, it's... you know, if the marriage is not working and you cannot get the help in order to get it back on track, it doesn't matter what the age is. You owe it mm-hmm. to yourself and to your children to part and, to show and them something uh, yeah. better. Yes. Yeah. Because, and just, you know, you know I, I, don't stay for the sake of the kids because it very often isn't. It's going to be detrimental. Right. But but the one thing I would, and I, I mentioned this earlier, but I want to really emphasize, the more that you're able to plan a little ahead so yes. that you can be very rational and thoughtful and not, and not be having surprises and not getting super stressed about all the things you don't know. There will be things mm. you don't know. But find your tools, find your resources. And, you know, you don't worry about the things you don't need to worry about yet, but you take care of what you have to now today. I did. I uh, did that. It was a good two year thing. It was a good Mm -hmm. two year thing. I didn't just immediately ask for a divorce. And I remember going to a workshop of a lawyer and he said, don't, it was called, don't call me. And it was like, Mm -hmm. I don't want you to call me. I'm going to take half of your money and it's up to us to make it antagonizing, you know, and it's not going to be a good experience. It's this is all the skills and tools that you need to have an amicable divorce. And I took that really to heart. And what I did with him is I planted seeds. 
Mm-hmm. You want to spread your wings. You want to move forward. Right. You, you know, you, there's there's somebody out there that you want. You don't want me, and it's okay. It's okay to close this door. And I, you know, I didn't. Not so many words. Obviously, you use your little subliminal words, and I planted those mm. seeds and I watered them. It, it still came as a shock to him at the time, but and it still a couple of years he was living his life completely you know another woman mm-hmm. everything else but still living at home partially um yeah. until I said okay time to physically completely leave but it was a lot of seed and watering because I took to heart what I learned in that course right. and it was I do not want lawyers involved I don't mm. want mudslinging I don't want hate there's already been enough pain and anguish right. I want this to be something that is inevitable. So let's let's do this in a way that doesn't have any repercussions. Right. You know, some relationships do have an expiration date. Yes. And uh, you kind of, you, you do your best to keep it going as long as you can when you've got kids and it's healthy. But if it isn't, you know, the yeah. best gift you're going to give them is, is showing them that you can say, you know, the, the relationship wasn't a mistake, but to continue right now would be. Yes. Yes. Um, I mean, my, my ex and I never should have married. I mean, there's the kids mm-hmm. pointed out. I don't know how you two got together. You mm-hmm. know, you just never should have been. And I said, very easy. One, two, three, the three of you. Right. It was right. divinely thing that I have you three from him. Exactly. Right. Exactly. But it was also a discovery of my own self because I had to realize the pattern I came into that relationship with mm-hmm. was, as I said, handing him the boots. You know, I mm-hmm. didn't have, I didn't speak up for myself. And, and mm. part of me did, yeah. um, but he was a piranha. So he would go until he broke things down. Mm. Uh, and But then it got to a point where I couldn't speak up anymore. It's just too beaten down. But I realized, you know, my, I, my dad, he died when I was 11, but it would have been a divorce. He was um, a demoralizer to my mom. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. And, and. I was, I, you know, I married an Oriental guy in a different country of a different religion, different, different, different. And I realized, oh, my God, in hindsight, I married the same pattern. And we yes. don't realize that. We think they're completely different. And, it uh-huh. is the, and you know, it, had I been the strong woman I am today, no, I never would have married him. But this mm-hmm. is, for me, it was the, there were four gifts out of it. Three of them were my children. The other gift yes. was finding myself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, that's our whole life. You know, we've got things that are going to fall in that are not going to be what we chose. And uh, it always is about what we do with that. You know, a lot of people get stuck there in front of the roadblock and it's like, this isn't, this wasn't on my map. (laughs) I I can't go forward and my map goes forward. And, and understanding that the opportunity for detour is really the opportunity for something better. You know, yeah. if you if you're willing to move your feet and be open to creating again, um, I think the other know, thing is that it's important. This is an end of a relationship, however many years. Mm-hmm. It's not only the end of the relationship; it's the end of the vision, right to the For end of your life. life. Right. Allow yourself to go through the grieving process. Yeah. Allow you, yourself. You won't have to a fiftieth wedding anniversary. No, you, you won't. won't have. Yeah. All of yeah. those things that you know on the porch and the rocking chair together it ain't happening right and it, mm-hmm. it's not with this person and it's you allow yourself to go through that loss allow yourself also to go through but I 
I am not the same person who married them. I'm not the same person who mm -hmm. left them and allow yourself to go into the discovery. Now, if you're still in the blame, it's their fault. They did this. Yes. We go and do awful things to each other when we're in pain and we're in a dysfunctional mm -hmm. relationship, own it up on both sides, but we've mm -hmm. both got to heal from it. Do not go into a rebound relationship wanting someone yeah. else to come and complete you or be the next, you know, put ice cream That's for you, you know, no, really important work. point, yes. really important point to take the space. And I, I do a lot of uh, talking on relationship stuff with people. And one of the big problems is that that fear of spending that time alone. And we need that space. Yes. If we don't take advantage of that, you're right, you will fill it with the next available object in view. And it isn't going to be the best choice. It's simply what was the best available at that moment. Right. And it isn't going to be a sustainable relationship. And why do that to yourself yeah. again? Yeah. So taking the time to understand where the problems were, I mean, owning your part of it, as you say, it's, it's, mm. that's the only way you prevent yourself from repeating it again. I, I love, I had read uh, an article a few weeks ago about a lot of women now beginning, and I think you can go too far on this, but, but there are some young women that will not date unless they know the guy is in therapy or has been in therapy. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and I, it's funny, there was a time that would have been a demerit on somebody yes. therapy. What in the world is wrong with you? But I think now more and more people mm. understand that you know, yes, we, we all come out of, we all have a few scars on yes. us. And the more we learn how to take care of the things that cause them and prevent ourselves from re repetitions that don't work, you know, the, the better kind of a match we're going to be for somebody else, the better partner we'll be for somebody in the future. My son's been going that through the last couple of years. Um, he decided to, to, to go through therapy, not kind of to traditional therapy, different type, but he, he's mm -hmm. going through, he's becoming that reader. You know, he wanted mm -hmm. to know who am I really? You know, why yeah. why do I react this way? Um, uh, why why? Because he's always in long term relationships. You know, five six mm -hmm. years, eleven years, or whatever, and then combust. Uh, what's causing yes. that? And he's been willing to go through that, and it's and he said it's made me more of a man in doing mm -hmm. so. So this stigma of needing to see right. a therapist that you say, oh, that was a woman's weakness that needs that. No, it's just, it's your inner strength because we all need someone to talk to, sometimes even just to talk it out. But somebody right. who has a reflection In a healthy back, way. you know, yeah. Right. Yeah, you know, none of us come out of childhood with a perfect framework. You know, things are crooked from one thing or another, whether it's, you know, the circumstances of the environment or the family or the no family gets it perfect. And no. so it, it is, it would behoove all of us to adjust at some point along the way, probably more than once, but the people that get disappointed are the ones that keep trying to build on yes. that crooked framework yes. and things fall off and relationships collapse. And they're so disappointed when all really that's needed is to, to put things straight and, and to take that time and to take that space, you know, use that productively. Don't, as you say, you know, throw yourself into another rebound relationship. That's not the bandage that's going to work. You know, you really yeah. have to clean the wounds. And, and you know, you, you, you can, I, it was five and a half years before I started dating anyone. And I've, mm -hmm. and, and yes, completely opposite in so many ways, except for one, I'm a true colors coach. 
and I love orange personalities. The go-getters, the, the visioners, mm. I'm a visioner. I love people who could see the possibilities and I'm drawn to that mm -hmm. and I'm drawn to mm -hmm. that type of energy. But it is the detriment to my heart. You know, mm. they're not good heart people uh, or relationship type people because they're always, you know, chasing the next thing. And it's okay. like, well, why am I doing that? You know, but I realized, okay, I'm doing that. But on the other side of the things, it opened me up on a different aspect mm. of my life in a different world. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today had okay. I not gone down the journey I did with him. Went down it too long, okay. but I went down yeah. that journey. It was my own self-discovery through not trying to straighten the crooked door, maybe trying to crook myself to get through the door. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and here's the thing. If we don't take the time to fix that, we yeah. find somebody that will lean into that same dysfunction yes. we just left. And so you do, you end up propping against somebody else. Mm -hmm. And it is much better when two people can stand up on their own then you're going to have a healthy, you know, a healthy relationship that can move forward in a productive way. And, and you can be true partners, yes. you know, the, the leaning thing, it, it, a lot of times, you know, men want to rescue or women yes. want to rescue and they see something and they see, you know, they may not know what to do with their life, but I can yeah. fix that. Yes. And there they go. And they don't have to deal with their own stuff for a little while. But then me. <laughs> this stuff becomes your stuff yes. because then you're swamped by yeah. the same issues you were dealing with in the past relationship. Exactly. So yeah, we're very, we're very predictable, unfortunately, although we can't see it ourselves a lot mm. of the time. But I'll tell you, it doesn't take much to I, I will talk to people and I will they will tell me about a relationship they're in and you look and they've, they're repeating the pattern of the one before and the one yeah. before that. And once you can kind of open their eyes to that, then, and, and start suggesting mm -hmm. other ways to make these choices, it, it's revolutionary. Yeah. You really begin to, um, you, you feel more hopeful about actually creating the kind of love relationship you would like in your life, the, the kind that will be sustainable and that you will want to be in. I, I mean, time. I kind of like the idea, have, have you done your work? You know, whatever therapy work it is, you know, it could be therapist or could be different uh, journeys in life mm -hmm. of self-discovery. But I know that I've been single now for quite some time, don't even date. But if, I, if somebody did come into my life, um, if they haven't done the work to be who they are today, I'm mm -hmm. not entertaining it because I was that fixer. I would see the possibilities in people. I knew what they could be. I would get them mm -hmm. there and then they don't need me anymore. Right? right. They've moved on right. without me because I'm kind of a bit of a stigma as to what they used to be rather mm -hmm. than and what they are today. And I'm not, I'll, I'll, this is my way of fixing people here. There's Heather, there's this person, mm -hmm. that person, 3,000 podcasts of people that will help mm -hmm. you. Right. So, um, right. Uh, that's my channel of fixing now i don't want to be fixing anyone else i want somebody who's gone and done it for themselves well, you know and, and you know what that's a that's respecting yourself too yes. don't you think i mean that's a yes. measure of i think this is important i want to get this right so i'm going to put the time and the thought into understanding why i made those choices and, yes. and what i would rather do next mm -hmm. time mm -hmm. um just just turning it from something that has happened to you into something that you have a choice in is really important to go forward and do it better. And, uh, you know, hopefully that's the kind of thing then that you're modeling to your kids so right. that they can, can follow suit. But yeah, we, uh, it, it's, 
relationships are wonderful when they're good, yes. but you are, you know, it's when a they're bad, cliche they're very, at this very point. Bad. <laughs> right. And you can definitely be more alone with somebody yeah. than by yourself. Oh, and you've closed off possibilities. That. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. So, you know, I think I always advise people, you know, that's the time to begin making good platonic friends. Yes. You know, if you haven't prioritized that before, you know, start gathering your yeah. group, you know, meet. That's when I formed Cabernet coaches mm. and all that. I uh, kind of started getting women together and, you know, then you have more options yes. than, you know, whatever was the least objectionable guy to date on your list, you know? But, but <laughs> you the, have... the other thing is you've got each other. I mean, I've yes, always been a person. It. I can take myself to a five-star restaurant and go out for dinner on my own. I'm not there fishing for mm. anyone. I don't right. need somebody with me to dine with. It's nice to have someone to dine with. And it doesn't have to be a man, right? No, it never. And and, it, and and your friends, when you build good friendships, mm -hmm. and that's what the friendship upgrade gets into all this, mm -hmm. they will reflect back to you a better, yes. truer version of yourself because our versions are not always accurate and they're <laughs> usually skewed negatively. Yes. <laughs> so your friends will see your possibilities. So find those people and be that friend to other women that yes. gives you even a greater purpose where you are then um, it'll help you to be a better mom for your yep. kids because they'll also see mom prioritizing herself and 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 that her world is bigger they need to know that the, your world is bigger than just them yes because that's a lot of responsibility for them to feel like my mom's happiness hinges on me you know yeah. we talked about adult children being yeah. worried now show them that you can find your own way. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think it's very, very important that, you know, the other thing is um, I always say in a relationship, there is you and there is them. Mm -hmm. But the us is what you bring combined together. It isn't yes. at the sacrifice of your own individuality. Mm -hmm. It is those beautiful common strengths that come together to unite you. It is not mm -hmm. somebody to complete you, it is someone to complement you. Right. You know, I think the best partnerships, I describe it as the Venn diagrams, you know, where you have the two circles overlapping. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's hard to do that with my hands here, yeah. but you get the idea of the two overlapping yes. circles. You know, you have a good amount in the middle that overlaps that yes. you are sharing together, but it's important that you be a complete circle yes. outside of that and that you continue to have some places of yourself that belong to you. Right. You know, I yeah. think traditionally way back people, women lost themselves and yes. lost themselves in a marriage and a relationship. Yeah. And you know what we lost, we lost a lot with that. We lost their potential in many ways. Yeah. Um, and, and not to, you know, to say it's to the detriment of the family or the, the, the partner or the big picture, but we all need to have be complete people ourselves. You're I right. agree. Stand I hundred percent agree. Um, and, you know, the, when you can get to the stage of I'm very happy uh, mm -hmm. to be alone with myself and not be lonely, because, as you said, mm -hmm. being lonely in a relationship is soul destroying, mm -hmm. soul destroying. Right. But choosing to be alone because you like your own company. Yeah, that's that's the big difference yes. is, is making it a choice. And that's where it's good. When you have friends, you can be alone, but mm -hmm. you're not lonely because you know you have that choice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Relationship. I, I look at it as, you know, it would be nice. I am. I'm single at this point. It would be nice to find the right yeah. partner, but it's not going to make or break my life. Exactly. My life is good. 
Exactly. Yeah. And uh, yes, it's it's that extension that you would love to have. You know, I miss the kind of dressing up and going out for dinner or holding dinner mm -hmm. parties or going away with someone. Yes, mm -hmm. you know, some some celebration that you want to share with mm -hmm. each other's lives or ideas, it'd be absolutely wonderful. But mm -hmm. that won't be in my life at the cost of me ever again. Yeah. Right. And you, there's so many things you can still do, even it yes. may not be as you pictured it, but you know, if you haven't traveled by yourself, I highly recommend. I, I think it's, everybody should do it own. at least once or twice I love it. because you know, why would you wait when it might never happen? Yeah. If you're waiting for a certain thing that, you know, I call that someday living, Yes. you know, now is the time to do the things that are important to you. You know, and you never don't. know. I, I mean, just... if you're traveling on your own, you never know who you're going to meet. Uh, I, my, right. I did, uh, I mean, you know, since um, having kids and then now I kind of go home to family in England. Mm -hmm. um, I, 2004, I took a cruise. I called it kind of, um, you know, being single and training again. And I thought I'll meet mm -hmm. people on the cruise. Well, the cruise, I was just before my 50th birthday and the cruise people were 60 and up and there were two single men in the 70s mm -hmm. and gone immediately. And I went, well, forget that. Uh, but it was a wonderful, it was the first time in 27 and a half years I'd been anywhere on my own for myself. Yes. And just to be, find yeah. out who that person is. Yes. How does this person interact without somebody else, you know, leading the conversation? Yeah. Or not having it's, to it's... micromanage something. Mm -hmm. Because even yeah. if you went away with your spouse, you're managing the hotel, you're managing this, you're managing that. And it's like, where do you just kind of get to relax and let things flow? Yeah. There's know? something wonderful about wandering somewhere and just seeing oh, yeah. the things that you are interested in. Yes. And, you know, it's wonderful to do it with somebody, whether it's yeah. a kid or a partner or yep. a friend. But, you know, honor yourself as well. You yes. know, I had this this pivotal moment years ago, the Marietta's Islands. I was uh, down on a trip by myself to Nuevo Vallarta. Nuevo Vallarta and um, we were pulling away from uh, this just amazing afternoon of snorkeling and boating, uh, very quiet, mm. sleek sailboat and looking at this island is in the blue-footed booby birds are up there i mean it was just really a cool setting these marshmallow mountains that jacques Cousteau had brought on the map for everybody and i had this thought this is one of those perfect moments yes. and i thought and there's i'm experience it by myself yeah and i didn't think you could have a perfect yes. moment like that unless you were sharing it with somebody and, and to realize that it's sharing it within myself. Yeah. It could still be, it could exist because I was holding it in my heart, in my mind, my memory. That was really a, a beautiful gift. I did that when I was young um, from 20 to 22, I traveled for two years mm -hmm. and I had some incredible experiences that when writing my memoir came out and it was just, it just relived the whole thing that was so wonderful. Mm -hmm. And it's because I was on my own, I was free to say yes or no to something or explore something else. Or, and I met people that lived in the countries, people that were traveling. It was wonderful, absolutely wonderful. And then of course, you know, when, when you have your spouse, you're doing it with your spouse and there's kids and then obviously obligation to go and see family. Uh, I do recommend if you can to say, I am taking this amount of time for myself to mm -hmm. go and do what I need to do for me and just go and be somewhere that has no agenda. Right. No, and, and if, you know, if, 
Yeah. And if it's, if financial concerns prevent you from going and taking a big trip, you know, take a day here and there and just go be with you. And I, I, I think it's important when you're married to find those spaces and ordered, because how else are you going to bring new things back to one another? You know, if you do everything together in the first place, you're not going to have your conversations are going to get a little bit Oh, They're right. going to run out of oxygen, you know? <laughs> exactly. So, you know, it's wonderful when you can can bring something new back that you've discovered on your own and enjoyed. And, you know, when you do have somebody to share it with, mm-hmm. you know, it's you may have had a hard day and you don't, oh, I don't really want to listen to it. But mm-hmm. respect, respect, you know, uh, you never know how it's going to lift you up, even if they've had a problem that day. It's diverting from your mm-hmm. own issues, listening to somebody else, which very often gives you a solution to your own problem. Right. right. Problem shared, problem halved, right? Uh, so, agreed, agreed. But I mean, it's, it is difficult uh, finding yourself after divorce of who are you now and doing it while you're still raising children and trying to find their balance, trying to tend to their needs mm-hmm. uh, without, you know, maybe, maybe it was slightly different for me because I grew up without a dad. He died when I was 11. Mm-hmm. Um, they still had their dad there. But, you know, yes. but I was yes. the hands-on parent. I, you know, there was no split right. anything. Um, and he'd be there for dim sums or dinner or something now and again. And that's, that's mm-hmm. what he's maintained to be. Uh, and my son came back to live with me after that two years. And mm-hmm. you know, we would go mm-hmm. out for dinner and have deep conversations because I've always loved philosophy, deep conversations on life. Mm-hmm. And, it's, um, and I'm very lucky to have, somebody pointed out the other day, you've got a wonderful relationship with your children. And I said, yeah, mm-hmm. because I worked on it. You know, yeah, and any it relationship does, and it does. Life, you have to work on yeah. it, you know? Right. And, you know, the Don't take your relationships... Granted. Right. Your relationships with your kids, you have an opportunity to grow them in a new way when you're absent the other parent. You know, I, I do remember my um, former husband coming to me at one point and saying, I don't know our youngest son. Mm. I mean, at that point in life, he really had not been around the kids as much. And I remember sharing some things with him. And then that became his opportunity to begin building that relationship. And I'm, you know, I'm thankful, you know, he has been a good dad. I, I don't know that he would have been the dad that he yeah. became if I was still there because I was such a mom, yes. you know, he didn't, yes. he enjoyed other things a lot and just didn't really jump in. But um, I think when he had to, he was really glad that he was able to put the time in and, and, and get to know them because they're, they're pretty wonderful, unique people. So. We had a wonderful mm-hmm. moment uh, last year. My, my kids uh, together bought a wonderful um, cottage on a lake, which they air and be. And we were there for my son's birthday. And uh, it's on the island. So it's about an hour and a half away from me. And I was there for a couple of days before. And then their father was coming and I was meant to go home. Uh, but there was an enormous storm warning. And I have to drive through the Malahat, which is over the mountains, which very often can mm. get close. So mom, yes. you're not going anywhere. And so it, um, and it ended up, uh, all of the, their partners went to bed and it ended up just being the kids and their father and I. And oh, my son, yes. who is a bit like me, quite emotional, can get quite soppy, you know, kind of opened up to his father and saying, why couldn't you show us love? Do mm. you really love us? And, and, and then he actually turned around to me and said, I shouldn't have married. I know I made a terrible husband. I'm not marriage material. I'm sorry. Right. And so that was okay, a surprise, because there's only three apologies right. I've ever had from him. That was the third a third one. To my responses and and from that, yes, you hurt me. 
yes, there'll be scars, but both of us have to find our own healing, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and, and go in the directions of which we have, or I have, I don't know about him, but it was, my son got things out of him that he's never shared before. And it was yeah. kind of one of those impromptu uh, revealing and, mm -hmm. you know, conversations that were never had because you'd always be and on you know, the defense. Yes. You know, and, it, and my son said that was the best birthday gift he's had. That you know, it, that's, that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I think we have to understand there will be, this is a, a thing that will be experienced at different levels yep. throughout life because as kids move into their twenties and thirties yes. and beyond, they're experiencing and understanding the epiphanies will happen yes. and they will suddenly look back and wonder about things in a different way. You know, I, I've had them and my, my parents died uh, over 20 years ago. So there are a lot of epiphanies I've had yeah. that I'm like, Oh, I don't get to ask that, uh -huh. you know, yeah. but I hope that my kids will, will ask the questions that come to them and that I hope that they'll get many of them out before I'm gone, because the more that we can kind of share the useful things that we've yes. learned, hopefully the better, you know, better equipped, you know, because we always want them to launch way beyond where, wherever we've right. gotten to. Yes, please I go think further. they're well on their way. Yeah. yeah. And we've also yeah. got to remember that, you know, in their twenties, they're going to go out there and experiment with life and spread their wings mm -hmm. and you're not going to see much of them. Right. Right. You know, right. and that's okay because, you know, I'm here or, you know, the reminder phone call or let's get together. You may have to be the one to instigate. And it doesn't mean they don't love you or anything else. It's they're just mm -hmm. on that exploratory journey. And then kind of around right. the 30s, it's like you as a parent suddenly becomes very important. Um, and uh, they realize they miss you and they want you in their life. And that's all OK. Well, everybody's going to go mm -hmm. through their own stage of growth in their own way. Just because they've mm -hmm. gone and maybe not contacting you as much as you want uh, doesn't mean that there isn't love there. Uh, and, and maybe you are going to have to be the product. Uh, and, mm -hmm. and it's, but the, the thing is, is never be afraid to have a dialogue with your children. Um, well, I think you just, you always want to be open and be honest yeah. with them and, and give them the opportunity to do the same. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's, it's, it is a beautiful, complicated journey at times, but yeah. my goodness, I'm always so glad that I get to share it with the kids that I have. And I yes. know, obviously you feel very much the same. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I mean, this I, didn't happen, you know, easily for us, you know, there was a great deal of adjustment and a lot of mm -hmm. pivoting and negotiation and, and, you know, left, right and center. I mean, um, I, as I said, I chose not to go the court and mudslinging that type of way. I'm I was already shattered enough. I didn't need to do that. And, and sometimes you do have to plant the seeds and do the watering. And that's for you as well. You know, plant mm -hmm. some of your own seeds of your own growth. Understand it's going to take time in all of this transitioning. The more you are enriched in your own personal life, the more you're going mm -hmm. to enrich the children. Right. And that nice. is for both partners. But both partners are going to go on their own journey in their own way. Mm -hmm. Right. And I, and you know, it always, for all our kids, regardless of family circumstance, the more that we can, can model and make them confident of the fact that they will not have all the answers, just as we don't have all the answers every time, but, but we have the resources to find them. We yes. have the people that we more can talk to. More than ever before. Yeah. And that, you know, life is at best, it is always ambiguous, ambiguous, nice. rather, yeah. we we think we know what's ahead. Yeah. And so we we forget that that's our own making Projection. this this, yeah, we've projected it out there. But truly, 
it's all ambiguous. And somehow it scares us when we become aware of that ambiguity, but it's never absent, but we never have to fear it because we do have tools and we have resources. We have people in our lives or we can find those people. You know, we can invest in these people and build the kind of, of, of foundational friendships that will carry us far. And no matter the circumstances, it's 21 years for me. Um, Mm -hmm. And, uh, you you know, it's, it's like, I've had a total, you know, we were together 20 years and had another lifetime since then, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have my, my three wonderful children, which I'm extremely grateful for. Um, And, I'm still in discovery of who I am. You know, I know who mm-hmm. I am today, uh, but I don't look at tomorrow. I look at tomorrow wondrously. Uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, next week I might be a different person. I'm, I might find, discover something else about me. And mm-hmm. that's the thing I think is, is a lot of people have put their identity in the marriage as that's all there is. They were misses, right? Well, who were you before right. you got married, right? Mm-hmm. Don't, don't forget you. You were a missus because you were in a partnership. If you're not in that partnership anymore, that means you're in partnership with self. So don't forget about you and who you are. Don't look at it as a loss uh, of yourself. Look at it as a gaining of yourself. And the the more that you step into who you are and joy and happiness of who you are, that will rub off on the children. Because ultimately, just as we want their happiness, they want our happiness. They absolutely do. And I think, again, you know, we've, we've touched on this, but that whole, you are also, you're not simply your relationship. You're not simply the relationship you have with your kids. You're more, you are a mom and that's an important part of your life, but you will, even when your hands-on mom days are done, you know, and your mom from a distance, you will still be a valid uh, productive and wonderful person to be with. And that takes, the more your kids are aware of these other facets, the, 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 the more comfortable they'll be that they don't have to take responsibility for your yeah. happiness and welfare. I, I remember my daughter saying to me when she had uh, my grandson, how did you do it with three? <laughs> and I said, I honestly can't tell you. Um, no. I don't know. We just did it. Right. We just I, yes, I remember just praying that I would get enough sleep to retain some memories of the exactly because yeah. it was going by so fast. I know, such a blur. I know. And, yeah. and she's got another one coming and um, yes. I'm, I'm there a lot uh, to help her because she's been in transition career wise, etc. Mm-hmm. And eventually I will be moving near her. But I have pointed out this isn't built in babysitter or nanny. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm happy to do my grandmother duty. I'm happy to come over and play with the kids mm-hmm. and, and uh, they will go away for a weekend and never have to worry. You know, the, the, and right. that kind of grandma, you can rely on me. Um, but I still have my work and my life yeah. and I'm not giving it up for it because I did right. that once before to be a mother, which I don't regret being a mother, but I poured myself into motherhood and forgot who mm-hmm. I was. That isn't happening right. again. I rather share who mm-hmm. I am to now and all that I do with the grandchildren, right? Sure. Because they'll be better off with that. So that's I think the you're very right. Now. That's beautiful, Sarah. That's how we should all aspire, definitely. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. ultimately, um, it, it, there was a little bit on Facebook today with Trevor Noah. I love Trevor Noah from The Daily Show. Oh, he's, yes. He's uh-huh. a wonderful human being. And he, he was being interviewed. It was just a snippet. And he was talking about, he was raised by his mother and grandmother. And I don't know if you mm-hmm. know his story. He's half black, half yes. white. And he was the, right. um, you know, the, the child that 
could have been arrested. Mother could have been arrested for being half half at that time with apartheid. Mm-hmm. And he always remembers his grandmother was kind of being the disciplinarian, you know, the wise one, etc. But he actually sat down and talked to her. And she was ninety five at the time, and he said it was the first time in his life that they didn't have a child grandmother talk that they talked about life. And he said, yes. "I wish I'd done this earlier." And not just yes. looked at her as grandma, but looked at her as a as a human being with ideas person. and perceptions, right? right? So, right. you know, kids out there, don't forget, we were once kids, we were once uh, young adults, we have been everything along the scale to get where we are today. We're so much more than the label that is on us. Get to know it- us. Get to know the us. adult relationships are so sweet. Yeah. I mean, each time I remember as my kids moved through, you know, left one stage behind for the next, there's always a pang, you know, mm. you, you, the little things that you will have no more, but yeah. what a richness grows as, as you get to become, they know themselves better yeah. and they have, you learn so much from them and you have more things that you can share together and at a different level. Um, I really enjoy, I think you just, it's important we embrace where we are in this day because it is the best we will have on this day, you know, and it's, and it's all good. My daughter's uh, um, husband is a, a, an only child. Mm-hmm. And she said to him, there is no way we're having one. We have to have mm-hmm. two. I loved having siblings. And mm-hmm. although they've all taken their own journeys and some even lived overseas for a while and they were at different levels in life, they are there for each other. They love each yes. other and they love spending time together with each other, you know, in the 30s, I, yes. and, and all in different types of lifestyles, but they still mm-hmm. love coming together. That to me is a gift. That is a gift to, to see Agreed. That. I love that my kids have each other yeah. and I love knowing that there are conversations I will never hear, that there are stories that I will never know Mm -hmm. that they share them amongst themselves. There's no, I don't mind being left out if I know that they are building something between themselves. That really truly is a, that's indeed a great gift. And if you play the push and pull game with favoritism and it ends up forcing a child to choose one parent over another, you're denying them a wonderful relationship with their siblings. Right. It's hard to get past that stuff. It's hard to get past that. And, and um, it is difficult. I think when, when parents don't have a strong network and they're going through a tough relationship time, whether it be a divorce or something else, the kids right there and people say inappropriate things, alliances are formed and it is not ever to the kids benefit. So it's important, you know, kids, they don't need to hear grown up things, right? You know, keep exactly. But very basic mommy sad today, yeah. but I will be okay. Yeah. And we will be okay. Why don't we go take a walk? Right. <laughs> you know, a, this is a hug from you will help me feel so much yes. better. Yeah, you know, I have right. a fibromyalgia. My, every time I saw my son, why don't you do this one? Why don't you do that? Why don't you do this? And I said to him one time, I just grasped his hands. And I said, mm-hmm. every time you tell me to do that, you're making me feel broken. Don't you know that your love and a hug from you is all the healing I need? Mm. And he said, oh, I didn't realize that. And you could see physically a burden come off his shoulders. It wasn't for him to fix me. It was just for him to nurture me. Mm -hmm. Let's nurture each other. And we do. I mean, he's six foot two, turning 38. We're huggers. Right. We're huggers. (laughs) Big kisses (laughs) and huggers. huggers. You know, it's a... 
we, we go through the stage of embarrassing our kids, even talking to them when they're teenagers in public. <laughs> you go to the other stage where you can get smooch and hug them and they love it. So yes, everything right. has its stage, right? And that's the important thing. Definitely. Um, Definitely. But we do have, to, you know, j- just as much as we have to navigate through a divorce, um, we want to do it as friendly as possible. If the other side doesn't want to be friendly, um, then that makes it very difficult. And maybe you do need negotiation and intervention there uh, to do so. Mm-hmm. But it is that, that, and even though it's rather a tumultuous time for you, it's up to you to keep the equilibrium with the kids. And you say, it's look, a, this, a this is a special challenge. Time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I had a situation where there was not going to be mediation. There was yeah. not going, it just wasn't. And that was a very difficult way to do it. It's not something I would ever recommend, but no. I, there was not, I was not going to extricate from the situation yeah. without help in that situation. There are things I would have done better um, knowing now, but I, so I just, you know, at you the know, time yeah. I did the best yes. I could. And that's why I do suggest really strongly that you kind of equip yourself before you find yes. yourself in the Prepare. middle of that situation. Yeah. Yeah. There are times, you know, you can't necessarily, you can't make anybody else do what they don't want to do. Right. right. Um, so all you can do is, is continue to make choices that you can be proud of. Yeah. And, uh, you know, eventually you will get your life to where you need it to be, but it, it's, it is, okay to it's hard put to journey first. through that. And it's mm-hmm. okay to put, you know, the old oxygen thing. If you're gasping mm-hmm. for breath, how can you help your children? Right. So right. It, it is okay for you to put yourself first and get out of a relationship and go on that kind of discovery to become oxygenated so you can breathe life into your children. Mm-hmm. It's essential, right? And it's right. essential yeah, for your children I've... to know I'm just as much in discovery of this new life as you are. Let's do it together. Mm-hmm. Right, right. No, there's uh, there's terrible situations where the uh, the you know there's abuse to a level that the mother uh, has to flee, and I've um, yeah. been privileged to to do to speak at fundraisers and that kind of thing for those, and uh, f- be connected with those organizations. But um, that is that's again a place where they really want to be equipped before yes. they begin to take steps and understand you know, the, the difficulties are part of that journey. I mean, it is not going to look the way you want it to for a long time, but if you are making positive choices that, that honor you as a human being and, and create possibilities for your kids, then that's, that's good. That's good. And their safety and your safety is inherent. So, and let's face it today. I mean, 21 years ago, there wasn't the internet. Uh, There were very few people. And of course I couldn't go anywhere that would cost money because then where's that money going? So it was Mm -hmm. only things that I could do free services or, you know, whatever. Now, especially I've done many, many shows on, on divorce and and resources, et cetera. Uh, One beautiful woman from contagious smile, Victoria, um, her husband beat her up so badly that she, literally half of her body is metal. And she was oh. pregnant at the time and the child ended up with some issues. But today she started this contagious smile. She ended up marrying the love of her life, who's wonderfully supportive. She has all of these programs and resources for women who are going through similar things. And yes. she even has resources for people with children with, with difficulties. And it's like she chose, you know, I'm not going to be a victim again. I'm not going no. to put myself, I, she has had hundreds of operations where another piece of metal or another electronic thing put in her body. Mm-hmm. But you look at this woman who's beautiful and vibrant and out there doing her thing, loving life. 
because mm-hmm. she because she fought to take back her life. She right? did, and then she looked to how she could fix things for others, how she exactly. could help, and that's that's beautiful. Yes, I mean because that's the thing. If you can repurpose, yeah, the negative within it, then yeah. then it's not wasted. No. You know, it may have been painful. It may have been excruciating at the time, but but if you can repurpose it and give it a new life, you know, something that, that it can create good, then I don't know. It it makes a lot of things that seemed intolerable. At least you can, you can fathom surviving it. You know, it's, it's not a horrible thing anymore because you've brought something good out of it. I say inspiration begets invitation. And if you've inspired someone else and invited them to take their own journey and strength, you know, that is a beautiful gift to everybody, right. Mm -hmm. To yourself and to them. And, you know, don't stay in a relationship where you just know it's going to go from bad to worse. If both mm-hmm. partners are willing to do therapy, then great, fantastic. If you've got a partner that doesn't think that they need it, that it's all mm-hmm. you, then you know that nothing you do ever will be good enough for them or but, resolve anything. But still do the therapy so oh, that for you, you have the strength to yes. do. Yes, yes. So yes. You for you, not, take not care with yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yes. But there, there's nothing wrong with you that you need to fix that's going to make them love you again. Right. No, you know, no. if it is, if there are these conditions on you that you've got to do this, you've got to lose weight, you've got to do this, you've got to do that, then uh, no. And they're not willing to take this side of it and and speak to someone. It doesn't matter if you became the sexiest, skinniest, most beautiful model in the world. They'll still Mm -hmm. find fault with you because the fault is something that's inside of them they're dealing with and they're projecting it on you. And that situation you need to get out before they make you mush because it's much harder to come back from mush, folks. Believe me. And, you know, before before that divorce thing is this, I went through kind of eight years of just virtually being non-existent in my own life out of protection and just the constant browbeating never took a hand to me but my god that piranha mm-hmm. and it's it takes a lot to get out of that please don't that do does. what i did and bear it and grin it and think that everybody else is okay no they're witnessing that right they're witnessing that yeah i think a lot of it comes down to you know how how you feel yeah. not not totally because we can get depressed and oh, project yes. things onto our partner but you know if you feel like you are being diminished and that you are not with a voice you have no voice um and and, and it may even feel familiar but consider why that might be is this something that you experienced as a child yes. watch it with your parents or with a family that you spent a lot of time with but life sh- should be about some so it should have some joy in it yeah. some possibilities some hope um if you can't find that within yeah. it and uh give that experience also to your kids um then it's time to to, to time probably consider other alternatives yeah. right and that's yeah. okay you know yeah. it's it, it, this it you know, your death is to part where you have to look at something if there's a death in the relationship that the relationship mm-hmm. is no longer what it used to be. There is that death. Now yeah. it's time to part. Right. So mm-hmm. I want people to go back and listen to all the other shows. Will you also quickly tell us about your books so people can go back to the other shows and, and look at the books as well? Sure, sure. Um, the, the 
ones I like to mention are a date like a grown-up, um, anecdotes, admissions of guilt, and advice between friends. Uh, that is what you do not want to do immediately after you've yes. gone through a divorce or are going through one. This is, it has some cautionary tales, some funny ones too, but um, you know, you want to do it in the right order. The, the, what the book you should read first is the friendship upgrade, mm -hmm. trade clickable connections for friendships that matter, because that truly, Again, lots of stories in there, but that is where you find your strength. Yeah. And if you feel lonely and you feel isolated as a result of your circumstances, understand that a lot of other people feel the same way, yeah. maybe not even through the same circumstances, but our loneliness level and our mental health issues are worse than they've ever been. Oh, so God, there are they. people that are just hungry for a friend like you. Right. Yes. But yeah, do and check my website. Um, I also speak and love to connect with people, um, whether through workshops or one-on-one, um, -on -one or I do like, you know, I do keynotes, that kind of thing as well. So. And the site is? Oh, that is an important detail, Sarah. <laughs> Thank you. That's why you're in that chair. It is heatherdugan.com. And uh, Dugan is D-U-G-A-N, as Sarah said. Yes. Thank you. Um, you know, so much wisdom that you have shared in past shows and again with this show. And it really, it always comes back to something. Um, and it's something that took me a long time to understand. I was always living the outside life, trying to please everyone else. And thought if I please and mm. give everybody else what they wanted, then, then I could find me. And it isn't. It's the other way around. You need to find wow. you. And then in your own essence, you'll please other people, but you're not pleasing them, getting them to please you for approval because no approval is right. needed. Right. They're there because no. they feel your essence. And if they don't, they won't be there. So it took a long time to learn that. But through all of what you're doing and all the shows that we've done together, it is always comes back to self. How much do you love yourself how much are you giving yourself to be all that you can be because that's when you can really share you and that's when everybody really benefits the you yes it, rather than trying to be strength for others try to yeah. facilitate the strength that is within yes. them again by inspiration mm -hmm. <laughs> you know by the essence of the vibration and the passion of who you are, you have no idea how it can ignite something in someone. They just may be lacking that passion for anything. And but your exuberance for life of who you are will rub off on them and switch something on. And sometimes mm. it only needs that little pivot, right? Just to get right. people moving in the right direction. True. Very true, Sarah. Yes. Yeah. We hope that everybody will find their own and spark and go be the best that they can be, yeah. right? The one thing we don't want you to do, folks, and this is something that we're both passionate about, please don't play the mudslinging game and never, mm. ever use your children as pawns in your divorce. Uh, your issue with your husband is your issue with your partner, whatever your partner is. Um, don't use your children. Um, mm. And also try and make sure that they are not caught up in the whirlwind. And if you can, both be grown-ups. And do this, you know, friendly and in a way that benefits everybody. There's just two people separating and two different, you know, families now, so to speak. That is the best way to do it. If you feel that you can't do that because of circumstances, most certainly get other people involved. That can be your protection um, or be your guidance. Go and get the help that you need to be clear on your choice and what is coming next. Don't just like, right. I want a divorce. That's it over and done with, and you haven't done any right. homework. 
do your homework. Yeah, do your beforehand. homework, build in spaces to mm. reset along the way so that you have a release valve so you don't do it inappropriately. Right. And, and that means also, you know, certain family members you know are going to be with you and certain family members aren't. And those that you, you know are going to be with you, let them know what your choice is going to be and that mm-hmm. you're going to be needing them. You're going to be needing to, right. you know, rely on them. And if they, you know, oh, I don't agree, you've got to stay with them, then you know they're not reliable. So, you right. know, it may be your best right. friend instead. So it's, uh, but do your research before you do it. But do not stay in a relationship where you are emotionally, spiritually, or even physically dying. Um, you, you're no good to anybody in that state and certainly no good to yourself. So, mm-hmm. you know, Close the book on that chapter, open up a new chapter and explore the wonders of who you really are. Thank you so much for being here, Heather. Thank you, Sarah. It's always a pleasure. Likewise. Thank you. Um, Please put in Heather Dugan on selfdiscoverymedia.com. You'll see all of her other shows up there. Plus, it'll be on the link of this show anyway. And uh, please do listen, look at the books, read the books. It's... um, I didn't have the benefit of any of this guidance when I was divorcing. We have so much here at our fingertips now. And there's somebody at the end of that click that is there ready to help you in whatever your journey is. You are not alone. You don't need to do it alone. You have support. You have guidance. And do what is best for you because ultimately it's what's best for your children as well. Until next time, folks. Bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show. Find all of our shows on selfdiscoverymedia.com under podcasts or selfdiscoverymedia slash shows. And for all our current shows, go to What's New. We are supported by you, the audience. You will see a nice big shiny blue button for one-time donations or follow us on Patreon and you will be able to support us there. We enjoy bringing you such wisdom. And the next show will be up in just a moment. <laughs>